What up, y'all? Welcome to a very new sort of episode of the Pick and Roll Podcast. The first of its kind. The first of its kind. The Pick and Roll Podcast full show. Show. We're going to talk a little bit about the NFL, a little bit about the NBA. I like to say... Double the leagues, double the fun. Trademark pending. I'm your co-host, Jonathan Fridley. <laughs> and I'm LJ Pandian. <laughs> I had to sneak that in there. And I came up with that, but it's okay. No, you did not. Moving oh, on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. So, like you said, we're going to be talking about the NFL and the NBA in a full show. And if you want to learn more about the NBA, we can all you can go check out our Indie Analysis series. Nice plug. Where, yeah, exactly, yeah. Yep. So, where we talk about each NBA team in depth and what they need to do to succeed. And you get to... See more in-depth analysis, more details, and mm. yeah, the nitty-gritty in that situation. Those are also fun in and of themselves. Indeed, yes. So, moving on. Let's start with, we haven't done this in a while. We haven't done trivia in a oh. while. So I'll ask you. Yeah, he's going to ask me an NFL question. I'm going to ask him an NBA question. So, yeah. Are you ready? This I'm is, ready. per his request, a question about last season. I was going to do that anyway. Which, the category is tight end. Which tight end led the league in receptions? Receptions. Not yards, not touchdowns, receptions last year. Hmm. Okay. I feel like with tight ends, sorry, there's really only like three possible answers, really. Three or four, really. Yeah. It's not like wide receivers or quarterbacks or running backs when Mm -hmm. it's like super broad. Yeah. Yeah. So I know Kittle and Darren Waller both missed some time with injury. So that kind of eliminates those two, kind of. <laughs> so I'm just going to go with – I'm going to go with the obvious choice. I think every, all you guys are thinking I'm going with Travis Kelsey. Incorrect. Ooh, do you want another guess? Because there's hmm. – I'm, try, I'm trying to think who else is a, a viable option. Mm, I'm Okay. AFC North. NFC North? AFC. Oh, AFC North. Receptions, AFC North. Oh yeah, Mr. Mark Andrews. No, no chance. David Njoku. <laughs> okay, maybe, Mark maybe, Andrews. Yeah. Mark Andrews is correct. Mark Andrews. Okay, that makes sense. I forgot. I totally forgot about Mark Andrews. That's, yeah, that's my bad, Mark. My bad. <laughs> Sorry, Marky. So okay, I'm going. My trivia question. It kind of, it's kind of, it's with the NBA, with the NBA players, but it's asking about college, sort of. So okay, it's pretty, it's it's not that hard. So, like which 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 NBA player has had the most college career college points? I'll get and if you want options, you I can. Do use. they play currently? No. Most college points. Yeah, give me some some options. Let's say Larry Bird, Pete Maravich, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, or Bill Walton. It's not Larry Bird, and it's n- not Bill Walton. Here's the thing. It's, I know for a fact it's either Kareem Abdul-Jabbar or Pete Maravich. Here's the thing, though. Pete Maravich, he played for LSU. Mm-hmm. I know that. And Kareem, who was then Lou Alcindor, Lou Alcindor. played for UCLA. Mm-hmm. The thing is, there was a study done once. Pete Maravich was so ahead of his time. Like, people call him an alien, like a time traveler, <laughs> kind of like. He played in the wrong era. Yeah. I remember he was an absolute bucket in college, but someone did a study where if the three point line 
was a thing, he would have like he would be by far the highest scorer in college basketball history. So with that said, it makes me want to thank Kareem because Kareem didn't shoot jump shots. Yeah. But still, I just I'm gonna go with my gut and say Pete Maravich. That is correct. Yes. Pete, Pete Maravich go. led the lead or has the most college career points. Really? I'm not sure the number, but but, right. but it's but it's Petey. Yeah, it's big okay. old Petey. So, yeah, trivia. If you, if you yeah. didn't give me those options, I would have said Kareem. Oh. I forgot about Petey. Okay. Well, or I, I was about to say Christian Leitner, actually. Wow. Interesting. <laughs> nah. I forgot about Christian. But, uh, okay, so let's talk about the NFL. We're going to start with the NFL, then mm. transition to the NBA. So before we get into, like, the general team stuff, I want to talk about uh, one player, a quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo. Oh right, yeah, yeah, Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy G, Jimmy, Jimmy G. Well, we'll we'll get to the the Browns later on, but I want to talk yes. about I want to. So right now he's been in a uh, an interesting situation with the Forty ers where they they have their starting quarterback in Trey Lance, who mm. I think is gonna be decent. I don't know if he's gonna be great or not, but but they've yeah. pretty much gone out and said outright, yeah, that he will be the QB one. They this traded year. they traded multiple first round picks for him, so they kind of have to play him. If he if he doesn't pan out, then he doesn't pan out. Yikes! So. Jimmy Garoppolo is in a situation where he's making $25 million just to be the backup quarterback of the 49ers. And the 49ers do not want that money, so they're looking to move him. But no team is really like looking to take on that much money. But right now, you and me have compiled a list of our top three teams that should try to take Jimmy Garoppolo from mm. the 49ers. So I'll let you go first. Give me your top three and your why. So I have a top four, actually. Oh, yeah. But enough. I have a 3A and a 3B. <laughs> Fair enough. But so is it in order? Does it have to be in any specific order, like most viable to the least viable? That's how mine is. But let's just let's. Just I think that okay. That's how mine is too. Okay, that's fine. And number one, in my opinion, is the Cleveland Browns. Mm, interesting. I know that's very interesting. very interesting. Let me let me tell you why. Current events have been. Flooding around. Yep. Deshaun Watson, a name that you might have heard, yep. is currently suspended for six games. Currently, at the moment. At the moment. And the NFL is currently appealing the suspension because mm -hmm. they want him out for an entire year. Ooh. <laughs> 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 an entire year. <laughs> you hear that? Um, so <laughs> that would be very bad if you're a Browns <laughs> That would be very bad if you're a Browns fan. Indeed. Having, yes. having this big, big name, Deshaun Watson not play for you for an entire year mm -hmm. yeah. when we've kind of moved players like a Mayflower truck to get him. Mm -hmm. That would leave us with the starting quarterback of Jacoby Brissett, mm -hmm. which yeah. doesn't spark a lot of confidence yeah. for the Cleveland Browns fan base. So again, the thing would be, are the Browns willing to take up his contract? I don't know, but I just feel like we're kind of in this win now mentality. Mm -hmm. yeah. Kind of like my next team on the list. Um, but like, so it'd be kind of in our best, best interest to get someone like Jimmy G. Yeah. And that goes much. right into my next team, which is same division state right next door. Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. At number two. The, St the Steelers. I know what you're thinking. Whoa, whoa, whoa. They just got Kenny Pickett. Wh whatever. I don't really have... <laughs> So much of a reason for this one, but just the fact that they, if they want to play it safe, I guess, rookie quarterbacks are always. They're either hit or miss. So. Hit or, that's, that's what I was searching for, hit or miss. So 
if the Steelers, like I like I said before, they're kind of in this win now kind of. They're also rebuilding. They really don't have anything special besides Najee Harris and you know T.J. Watt. Yeah. Um, they just lost Juju Smith-Schuster too, and so. they just lost Juju to the Chiefs. Yeah. I. I don't think this I could I could see it happening. I really can. And I don't know how well that'll go over in Pittsburgh cuz cuz that'll spark questions that are who will be QB1. It'll be kind of like Yeah, repeat. right. Yeah, right now they have Mitch Trubisky as Yeah. QB1 which is in all fairness that's not good enough to make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But maybe getting a, a stable quarterback a, w- a proven winning quarterback like like Jimmy G. Like Jimmy G could be. So then that goes right into my 3A and my 3B. No particular order. 3A, I got the New Orleans Saints. The New Orleans Saints with Jameis Winston right now in QB1. Allen saying off camera that he thinks Jameis Winston will win the MVP. I did not say he will. I he say said he horse. will. He'll, he'll deny it. He's going to deny it now that the camera's rolling. Dark horse candidate. No. Anyways, <laughs> Jameis Winston, kind of like a Jacoby Brissett type thing. When you, like, If you think of winning quarterbacks when you think of deep playoff run quarterbacks James Winston ain't really it they do have weapons they do have Michael Thomas and they do have our boy Chris Olave mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara yep and yeah. and Alvin Kamara so they have they have all the weapons in the world yeah we'll see and Jimmy G has been a quarterback that's proven to be able to utilize his weapons he's been to the Super Bowl before he's yeah. he's been there before he's that veteran type beat that they need with their talent on their roster Mm -hmm. i think i would like to see the saints pick up jimmy g and then my 3b is just him staying in san francisco i the the 49ers might realize like hey maybe we should pay this guy because trey lance like again trey lance could be hit or miss Mm -hmm. could be i don't i really personal personal opinion don't see him doing like super super good i feel like the reason why the 49ers are having him qb1 is his age he's younger he's more he's more ver- like more was vigorous i should say like more energized he's young he's ready to play yeah so and again they just don't the 49ers aren't looking to pay jimmy g but that's why i have him at the bottom of this list i can see i can see him staying i if the 49ers can't get a decent trade package together for him they'll be like okay we'll just pay him yeah, but maybe buy him out. Maybe we'll see. Yeah, but that's my list. Let me hear your list. So since you included the Browns and the Steelers, I had both of those teams on my list too. Yeah. So I'm gonna go in a little bit of a different direction. I'll start with my. Te- I'm gonna go three, two, one. So third, not not Le- okay. at least least to most important. So third, I'm gonna go with the Miami Dolphins, and um, as you as you saw in the off season, they added. Tyreek Hill, Cheetah. They Cheetah. Have, they have Jalen Waddle, and they added like three, three or four running backs who were all. They had Raheem Mostert, Chase Edmonds, and one other running back. I'm not too sure, but they have a they have a really good running back core. And as we saw in San Francisco, their offense was run the ball and then have Jimmy G throw play action or throw underneath routes to Debo Samuel and let them go run. So I think with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle, with their incredible speed. Him at quarterback would be more stable and more. And they would have a better ability to get to the playoffs than maybe Tua. And obviously, I think they should give Tua a shot as it's his like second or third year. Yeah. And he hasn't gotten a fair shot in my opinion yet. So I think giving Tua a shot is important. But if 
if you want to back up who can who's proven to be a winner, Jimmy G I think is a great option. Yep. Second, I'm going to go with the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. And I know what you guys might be thinking, they're in rebuild mode. Why would they want an expensive veteran quarterback? Pete Carroll is like what, seventy five years old. So he actually he, he's like he's I think he's the oldest coach in the league right now. And he runs an old archaic system where they just run the ball and then third down, whatever down it is, they may pass it maybe. And that's why they haven't been successful the past few years, in my opinion. They've they haven't let Russell Wilson do his thing. So with Jimmy G, who's already been an offense that's primary to just running the ball, him going to Seattle could help them maybe, maybe get a wild card spot because they got DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, and they just lost Chris Carson, unfortunately, due to his retirement. Prayers up to him. Hopefully his injuries are not as severe as they look. But yeah. um, they lost Chris Carson, but they have Alfred Penny. They have Rashad oh, – it's not Alfred Penny, Rashad Penny. And they just drafted Ken Walker from Michigan State, who's a great run- – who's looking to be a great running back. I forgot that the Seahawks picked them up. Yeah, and their wow. defense – their defense is not looking bad. They just lost Bobby Wagner, so their defense might be – yeah. But if they yeah. do want to somehow compete for a playoff spot, which I think Pete Carroll will – Jimmy G is a great option. And then finally, I'm going to go with the New York Giants. And though they are also a rebuilding team per se. They've been they rebuilding for the past 25 years. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, they did win a Super Bowl like 10 years ago. but They've been rebuilding uh, for the past 10 years. <laughs> but, um, yeah, looking at their roster, they still got Saquon Barkley, who's injury brittled, but if he's always a promising young player that – um, if healthy, he's a dynamic player. They yeah. got one of the most expensive re- um, receiver rooms right now with Kenny Galladay, Sterling Shepard. They're not amazing receivers, but with the right quarterback, they can be. They could be. Or they could be above average. And then their defense is not amazing, but it's not terrible. So I think Jimmy G could definitely in a weak division like theirs, where they have the maybe the Cowboys is the best team in the division, which we'll get to. As the Cowboys, the best team in the division. They could definitely compete for a wild card spot in the NFC at least. Mm. So those are my three teams. Yeah, and I meant to say this at the beginning, but personally, Jimmy G, in my opinion, is a little overrated. And I'll just say, like, yeah, like he he went to the Super Bowl, but a lot of people forget that 49ers defense like almost single handedly got them to the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he's been there, but he's always been on a team with an elite defense. Mm-hmm. So true, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see how he'll play on a team, maybe with not, not so great defense. I'm going to, I'm going to say this to you actually, just to give a little contradiction. I think at this point in the off season, he's becoming a little underrated. Really? No, literally no team wants his, him in his contract just cause like, so yeah, because I've, he's, I'm not saying that he's a, a pro bowl quarterback or anything, but I think he's a, he's, he's won games. He's proven to win games. And, He's definitely, I think he's an average quarterback at best. And a lot of teams could definitely use that average level of quarterback. Yeah. 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 I guess, yeah, in the sense that no one wants him, he could be considered underrated. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about Deshaun Watson a little bit. That's Mm. with the Browns. So I think we can just move on to who we think is going to make maybe some way too early predictions in terms of winning. Way too early. Way too early predictions. So. Let's just start. Let's just start with saying who's going to win the division. They're each division, mm. and uh, like I'll that. let you go first. Let's start with the AFC because yeah. uh, the AFC. So uh, the Browns division. Um, AFC North. Yes. I want. I want to be biased and say that the Browns are in the best division, but they're not. But yeah. they are in, in still a talented division. The mm-hmm. Ravens, the Bengals, and us, and then the Steelers. Yeah. 
Uh, like definitely not a division that's. I remember last year we weren't the best division, but we were the closest division, mm-hmm. and I, I can see that kind of playing out again this year. Like, the, like throughout like, like eighty percent of the season, first first and fourth was determined by like two games, like one and yeah. a half games, something like that. Yeah. So, and I really can see it maybe playing out similarly this year. With that said, I have the Cincinnati Bagels, Bungles, the Bungles, the. Yeah. Reigning AFC champs, Joe Burrow's coming back, yeah. Jamar Chase coming back, both coming off of career years, mm-hmm. and Joe Burrow's really looking to be Joe very, Burr. very Joe, <laughs> Joe, Joe Shiesty, Joe Shiesty. Shiesty, looking to be one of the most promising quarterbacks in yeah. the league. Yeah. I got them winning yeah. this division. I'm going to agree with you there. They have a much improved offensive line. They That was a focal point that, in their yes. the offseason. That was a Good focal point. point from the the general manager the general manager to improve the offensive line for Joe Burrow and they did a great job with that and they also they lost CJ Uzoma who's a, who's a pretty promising tight end a young tight end but they got Hayden Hurst who I think is a as a pretty average and uh, a quality tight end for them mm-hmm. and their defense is looking better they haven't added too much and they haven't taken away too much so their defense is going to be kind of the average to above average level like last like year like last year and but their offense is looking it's probably going to be one of the top 5 offenses in the league with Joe Mixon, Jamar Chase, Joe Burrow. So I just realized all three of them. I was literally just going to say the same thing. JJJ. Darren Jackson Jr. right there. Triple J. (laughs) So, um, yeah, let's move on to the AFC East. And this one, this one, not not really much. uh, I got the Buffalo Bills. Bills, Yeah, 100%. Enough said for you at home, if you don't know the divisions like me, (laughs) their, their division is with the New England Patriots, you know, yeah. Decent rebuilding New England Patriots. The New York Jets, uh, enough said. And mm. then the Miami Dolphins. Yeah. So, yeah, I think, okay, I will say, I think New England and Miami, they're like, they're going to be competent teams, but not the Bills are just. <coughs> the Bills are just like. They just got Von Miller in the offseason, so their defense is looking elite. And Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, that's. is Yeah, the Bills winning, winning that division. And yeah, that's not the right. I'm. I want Miami. I. I'm. I'm cheering for Miami to be good. I want. Tua, oh, yeah. I want Tua to be good, even though he went to Alabama and whatever. I want him. I want him to be good because he's a humble kid. He's a good kid. I want him to get. I want the Miami Dolphins to be good, but I don't know if they're at that level yet. Where definitely not. They, they can compete with the Bills at least. So and Mac Jones. I'm not a huge believer in Mac Jones right now. I don't think he has a skill. I mean, the the Patriots haven't even have. They don't even have an offensive coordinator right now. Oh, really? So, so it's just like it's just Bill Belichick calling plays on offense and defense. So it's like I don't know how you can as a quarterback. I don't know how you can deal with that. So hmm. yeah. All right, AFC South. Interesting. I have the reigning one seed, Tennessee Titans. Interesting. With uh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. I have the Indianapolis Colts actually. Hmm. So give me a reason why you got the uh, the Titans. Well, why don't you give me the reason why you have the Colts and I can rebuttal everything that you say? Okay, so Colts got they had Carson Wentz last year, who is a he's a probably a below average to below average level quarterback. He's a he makes a lot of mistakes, those turnovers turns the ball over a lot, and they got the reading the leading um, rush yards leader and Jonathan Taylor, who's a 
who we me and Fred have history with Jonathan Taylor. So no, they had Jonathan Taylor, and then their defense is always their defense is always always going to be good with uh with uh Shaq Leonard instead of Darius Leonard. Now he changed his name Shaq Leonard and really? DeForest Buckner. So that defense is going to be pretty good. Their run defense has always been pretty good. And Michael Pittman, I'm excited about Michael Pittman. He's like a six four receiver who can just go up and get the ball. I'm excited about him, and I think they can do and they they can do a lot. And not to mention they got Matt Ryan, so he's a, he's a, I think he's the underrated quarterback. Yeah, I think the Titans are still better though. <laughs> uh huh. Let's see. Let's hear why. Well, it's like they're 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 No, listen, 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 listen. <laughs> I'm just gonna. You know, I'm not even gonna defend them. I'm just gonna let their play do the talking. Okay. It's it's one of these like <laughs> indes. <laughs> It's like one of these like indescribable like gut feel. You know, you're, you're taking a math test. And you don't want to know the answer to the question. But, you like, but it's B. You know, it's B. It's always B. But sure. Yeah. But you got. You don't want to know, so you just go with your gut. Listen to your gut. My mother told me that some years ago, and I've listened to it ever since. And my gut is telling me the Tennessee Titans. I also like their color scheme better too. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, Colts Titans. Yeah. You. Watch, watch the Titans be. Watch the Titans win the Super Bowl. <laughs> watch okay. it happen. Whoa, whoa, watch whoa, it happen. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> All right, let's go to the AFC West. Potentially, potentially the best division. Best division. I have the LVR Las Vegas Raiders. Got the Raiders winning. Interesting. Yeah, it's like you said. It's very close because when it's it's hard to. Vote against so, like the Chiefs, who have been so good for all for all these years, mm-hmm. but you got to realize, yeah, they lost their wide receiver one in yeah. Tyreek Hill. Yeah. So, and I, it's, it's really splitting hairs in this division. So mm-hmm. that just them losing their Pro Bowl wide receiver in Tyreek Hill makes me feel like they can't really edge out someone like the Las Vegas Raiders, who added Devontae Adams in the off season. Yeah. And like you could you could make the case for the Chargers perhaps with a rising exciting Justin Herbert mm-hmm. dynamic young quarterback. Yep. I sure. And then the Broncos. See the Broncos are another hit or miss team. The Broncos obviously just adding Russell Wilson probably the biggest move this offseason really mm-hmm. aside from maybe the the Sean Watson thing. Yeah. But you you said this off camera and sorry I'm gonna steal it from you. I'm giving the credit to Allen. He came up with this, but it is it's true. I can see the Broncos really being either the one or the wh- four. Or the four, yeah. yes. In the, in this division. Really hit or miss with them. But yeah. yeah, final answer, I got the Raiders. Yeah, so I like what you said about the Chiefs. They're like they have had a lot of success the past few seasons, but they lost Tyreek Hill, they mm-hmm. lost Tyron Matthew. They're oh, but they got Juju Smith-Schuster. They got they got they got TikTok star, <laughs> big trio Corvette, right there. Corvette. They got mm-hmm. they got uh, Jackson Holmes, Juju Smith-Schuster, Jack Jackson. <laughs> they, How about Jackson. Yep. So I, I think they're I think they're gonna be a playoff team. It's hard to bet against Mahomes and yeah. Travis Kelsey. I think they're gonna be a playoff team, but I don't know if they're winning the division. And the Raiders, I thought I was so confident in them, but like looking at their defense, they got Chandler Jones, but their secondary has not been the best and their linebacking core has not been the best. So I'm not 100% confident in their defense. Yeah. And the Broncos, like like I sold Fred, either they're going to be the one seed with Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Javante Williams, all of them clicking. I think they're either going to be the one seed or the four seed where no, they don't click in their defense. Their defense, they don't have a lot of names. They have Pat Surtain, but that's kind of it. And 
So with that, I think the division winner is going to be the LA Chargers. LA Chargers, wow. So I was I was talking to Fred about this, but I think Justin Herbert, he's competing to be like I think he could be like on the same level as Aaron Rodgers this season and and MVP candidacy. And I think he has all the tools. He's six six, has one of the strongest arms in the league. And I think he has the strongest arm. No, it's either him or Josh Allen. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, maybe I don't know. Yeah. So he is one of the strongest arms in the league and. The receiving core, they got Keenan Allen, Mike Mike Williams. They got Austin Eckler at running back who, if you look at any of the fantasy stuff, he's projected to be like the number two or three running back in fantasy. Yeah, so he, he And he definitely does that. He gets a lot of yards, gets a lot of touchdowns. So he can catch the ball. He's a great running back. He's an underrated running back. But what I want to talk about is their defense. They added Khalil Mack from – and I don't know about y'all. Khalil Mack is – Khalil Mack is that guy. He's tough. He 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 has been kind of he's been not as durable for the past few seasons. But I think while sharing uh, reps with Joey Bosa, who they Joey Bosa, one of the best edge rushers in the league, sharing reps with him, I think he'll be able to take a, li- a little bit more of a break on and not wear out his body as quickly. And they added J.C. Jackson to uh, a pretty decent secondary. They already had Derwin James at, at safety. So J.C. Jackson, a shutdown cornerback, I think. That's going to be really helpful for their secondary. The one thing I could see them struggling in is their coaching and their late game decisions because that's what they struggled with last year. They have all the talent in the world, but is Brandon Staley good enough to coach this team to the the division lead? So in a very yeah. very tough division. And, yeah, exactly. That. So we'll have to see. Hmm. Yeah. So let's move on to the NFC. Let's start with the uh, NFC North. NFC North is really. A division I don't have too much prior knowledge going into. Yeah. So with that said, I have the Detroit Lions. No, I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just playing. So th- this they have the Bears, the Lions, the Packers, and the Vikings. And I feel like there's really only two teams that are up for debate mm-hmm. for this division. Yeah. It's the Packers and the Vikings. Yeah. With that said, Packers losing someone like Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers, someone who's been upset with the um, the higher-ups in the Packers organization for some years now. Yeah. So maybe he's not the happiest he's ever been and losing his number one option. I don't I don't really see too many teams performing too well when their star player is upset. upset. Maybe, yeah. So that's really the only reason why I have the Minnesota Vikings, a young, dynamic team with Justin Jefferson, with Adam Thielen. Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook. That's the name I was forgetting. That's why I have them with that electric offense winning this division. Yeah. Their defense is not that bad either. They they just added Zedaria Smith from the Packers. Okay. And they already had Daniil Hunter, who is a great edge rusher. So that's definitely going to be scary. But I'm going to go with the Packers. I don't Hmm. know. Um, We were talking off camera. I was was telling you how unconfident I was with the Packers. But – it's hard to doubt Aaron Rodgers. I think that in the past he's doubted his receivers. He's been kind of complacent, only throwing to his, the receivers he trusts the most. But yeah. now that he lost Devontae Adams, I think he's going to kind of break out of that shell and trust his receivers more. He got Robert Tanyan. He's getting Robert Tanyan back, who's a decent tight end. He's got Alan Lazard, who I think, in my opinion, Alan Lazard is pretty underrated. Uh, yes. Yep. He's underrated because he's a 6'4 receiver. He's he's tall. And he was, he suffered injuries last year. But before that, he was like – he was a – 
go-to number two option right behind Devontae at number one. So I think the Packers are going to do pretty well. Their defense will always – they're getting Jair Alexander, who's a top three cornerback when he's healthy, getting him back for this year. And their defense has always been pretty good. They have – their coach that's out of the ball really well. So I have the Packers winning that division, but not by much. But Okay. But it being close. Yeah. I see. Yeah. Hmm. So, yeah. All right. The NFC East is another division where – I feel like it shouldn't be that much of a debate. Mm-hmm. NFC East was catching a lot of flack, a lot of memes being made the past few years because of how <laughs> terrible they are and with yeah. the Giants, the Eagles, the Commanders, yeah. and then they got well, the Cowboys. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah, they are the Commanders now. I was going to say they're the football team, but now they're, no, they're, now they're the Commanders. They're I, the commanders. I, yeah, I forget about that every other day. <laughs> yeah, I got the Cowboys. Cowboys, 100%. Cool. Enough yeah, said. Enough said. All right. Next up, we have the NFC South. The NFC South was a division where I, at first, at first glance, I looked at the teams, I looked at the layout. You have the Falcons, you have Baker Mayfield and the Panthers. Baker, yes, sir. Ooh, my, no. no. And then you got <laughs> the New Orleans Saints, and then you got TB12 and the Buccaneers. After a little bit of thought, probably about 45 seconds of thought of, uh, could the Saints maybe, could maybe the Falcons, no. I have TB12 and... The Buchaners. The Buchaners. Originally, I had the Buccaneers. What? But after some intense thought, I have the Buccaneers. <laughs> what? <laughs> okay. I got, I got y'all with that, though, for real. Yeah, well, I was confused, too. He, he was, like, roasting me off camera. I was, like, thinking about He saw me thinking. He's like, Fred, it's, it's not that hard, bro. No, I thought you were about no. to backtrack everything you just said to me. <laughs> no, but for real, I was like... I actually was considering picking the Saints because I think Jameis Winston, like we talked about him with Jimmy Garoppolo, I think Jameis Winston could be, if he, if he plays well, he could be a dark horse MVP candidate. No. Okay, next, the NFC. We- no, <laughs> no, no, but, but, like, they got the Saints got weapons. They got AK. They got Michael Thomas, Chris Olave. They, they got Jarvis Landry now. Their defense, is, their defense has always been elite. I forgot Landry was on the Saints. And, but I think just the Buccaneers, they added – Russell Gage, Julio Jones to an already stacked receiving core. Julio. And um, they could, they, they're could they looking to maybe even sign Odell Beckham Jr. So um, that could they be. They would. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised, but their defenses are going to be elite. They still got Devin White, um, Vita Vea. I, I'm not sure what happened to Jason Pierre-Paul, but they, their defense line, their front seven is still being great. And their cornerbacks, their cornerbacks could use some work, but they're they're not bad at all. So I think, I think the Buccaneers are gonna be, yeah. And Tom Brady's on his revenge tour, so X. it might be his last season. Might be the last dance for the for Mister Mister Brady. Mister Brady. So I think he's gonna he's gonna try his hardest. So hmm, yeah. nice. NFC West. NFC West. This division, it's hard to not pick the reigning Super Bowl champs mm-hmm. in the Rams after they've added. Yeah. After they've added. More weapons. Yeah. So I'm gonna go the LA Rams. <laughs> I am too. I, and just to give more depth, they 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 had a they had a weak kind of linebacking core, and that would, that would be their only flaw. But they added Bobby Wagner, yeah. one of the, one of the best inside linebackers from in, the Seahawks. From the Seahawks in in the in football right now. Wasn't and that the the last remaining piece of the Legion of Boom? Yeah. From the Seahawks. Yeah. 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 And then so. they added Allen Robinson from the Bears, who. Tall receiver, good number two to Cooper Cup. I think he's gonna be a great deep threat for them. And uh, yeah, so Rams. And I will say, 
The 49ers are going to be scary this year, though. I think Trey Lance, I, we talked about Trey Lance. I think he's going to be pretty decent, but yeah. I think just the, in general, the 49ers defense, offense, their run game. Debo Samuel. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk. I think it's all, all going to be scary this year. So, yeah. Watch out for them. Watch out, for sure. So we're going to take a break, come back to you with the NBA. But yeah, see you in a few seconds. And we're back. Back at it with the NBA. I hope you guys enjoyed your little break. <laughs> maybe a little bathroom break. Maybe go grab a snack. Yeah, you you do you. Get back comfortable. It's time to do some way too early predictions for the NBA. We're doing the NBA awards specifically. so My favorite. Yeah. Let's do it. Yep. Let's just get right into it. Yeah. So as for a little terminology, coach of the year we call Cody. Cody. C-O-T-Y. Rookie of the year we call it Rody. Rody. Sixth man of the year, we call it Smody. Smody. <laughs> Smody. Because of the S yes. for six. Yes. yes. Smody. Yeah, I think they got it. And then most improved, MIP. MIP. Defensive player of the year, Depoy and MVP, Depoy. the MVP. We could just call that one MVP. Yeah. We'll call everyone else our fun little name. Yeah. So let's just get right into it. Let's We're going to go like. Start with, let's start with Cody. Let's start with Cody. Yeah. I, I agree with that. Um, let me say mine first. Good. I don't want to come off as biased. I really don't. But I'm going to say the Cleveland Cavaliers coach and J.B. Is it J.B. or J.D.? J.B. J.B. Bickerstaff. J.B. Bickerstaff. Because last year he finished second after, wasn't it Monty mm-hmm. Williams? And I don't know. I feel like this year we've really um, added some pieces that might might be necessary. The Cleveland Cavaliers team still has a lot of question marks, like how good are we actually going to be? Are we going to be a playoff team? Are we going to start the season well like last year and then end horribly? We'll see. But it's no secret that JB really coached this team well, mm-hmm. and I don't see him intending on stopping. Yeah. So and he's already a fa- he's he was already favorite last year, so he's on the voters' minds. I got Mr. Bickerstaff. Yeah, I had I was thinking of JB Bickerstaff, Chibubu. but. I'm going to go with the New Orleans Pelicans head coach, Ooh. Willie Green, because mm. if you think about it, they're getting Zion back, mm-hmm. who missed the entire year. And they were like a play-in team last year. With Zion, they could, and with Brandon Ingram and everybody developing, mm. they could become top five seed maybe. Really? I so so I, I was literally thinking to myself on my way over here, I'm really excited for the Indianalysis episode of the New Orleans Pelicans mm-hmm. because they might – you can make the case that they have one of the best young cores in the league. Mm-hmm, Seriously. For sure. So, yeah, I got Willie Green winning that. I could definitely see Jay Bickerstaff taking the Cavs from a team that was not in the playoffs to a team that makes the playoffs. with a, And I think we're going to have a pretty decent record, be top five maybe. So, so. let's go to Rody. Rody, mm-hmm. th- this is just completely like almost like a shot in the dark because like none of these rookies have played in the NBA. Yeah, it's kind of, yeah. I'm just going to go I, – I, I wonder how often the number one seed wins Rookie of the Year, but I'm, yeah, I'm going to go, yeah. go Paolo Bancaro. Yep, I'm going to go Paolo Bancaro. Ah. Well. Yeah. Right, that, that one was like – it's either him or Chet, really, or um, Jabari. Yeah. Jabari Smith. I think – so the reason why I think Paolo Bancaro is going to be – Number that's gonna be the best is because he is the, he's the most NBA, NBA ready, ready yeah. Yeah, NBA ready prospect. He's bought he's a great NBA ready by two fifty six ten. He can handle the ball. He can be a primary ball handler. He can shoot. He can do everything offensively while being six ten and defensively. He can still be a monster. He's very athletic. So yeah, I think he's just the most NBA ready prospect, and he's gonna be the number one option for the Magic. So that's kind of with the Thunder. You got Shea Gilgis Alexander and the Rockets. You got Jalen Green, Kevin Porter. So. I don't know if Jabari and Chad are going to get the same opportunity. Yeah, same, as. like, number one. I 
I'm I'm gonna call it a pool party and say Jordan Pool. Wow. That's that's crazy. I had Jordan Pool. Are you kidding me? Okay, okay. Uh, we talked about this earlier, but I'll go with a different player. I'm gonna go with okay. uh, Colin Sexton. Like, like. Okay. So you're wrong. It's gonna be Jordan Pool. <laughs> yeah, Jordan Pool is the easy pick because he's, he's we now know his name. But yeah, but like, all, but still, um, recency bias is a thing. Yeah. Yep. So, um, I'm gonna go with Colin Sexton because. If he goes back to the Cavs, he's going to either be the sixth man or going to trade him to a team that's probably going to play him at the sixth man, other than maybe if we trade him to the Lakers, who he might start for. But I was thinking the Mavericks. If he goes to the Mavericks, they're probably going to start Dinwiddie over him and Luka over him. So he'll probably come off the bench and be at spark plug. And I can see him averaging 20 points of the game off yeah. the bench. So I'm going to go with the conversation in that regard yeah. and being the sixth man role. Good to see we're on the same page. <laughs> I'm scared now that we're going to have the same answer for most improved. Were you peeking at my paper? I was not. No. Sorry. I was on this side of the room. You were on that side. So. I was. Um, most improved, the MIP. The MIP. I have someone who I think you're going to like this anth- answer. The Ant-Man. Anthony Edwards. Okay. Anthony Edwards, where if you go back in our archives, Alan vouches for him. He thinks he's the next superstar in the league. And I don't know if I can see that. But I think he's definitely going to – the Timberwolves are definitely a force to be reckoned with this year. For pulling sure. Pulling up Rudy Gobert for yeah. sure. Carl Anthony Towns is going to be able to have the opportunities to do what he's always wanted to do because he's never always really wanted to be a post player. And yeah, now they got Rudy Gobert, top yep. three center really, Yeah. Um, to fill in the post. So – and I think Ant-Man, he's going to have all the opportunities in the world to get better, to mm-hmm. reach that new limits. Maybe a borderline all-star this year. Yeah. I mean, actually he was last year. So he, maybe he might have. I don't know if he was, but he might have been an all star. But maybe an all star this year. Yeah. So I can see that. The thing is, like, it's, I think it's gonna be like if if Anthony does win it, it's gonna be like the same thing with John Morant because John Morant is a borderline all star too. So that was my only hesitation because yeah. John Morant caught some flack this year. He was like, oh, he was already good. And he just yeah. became an all star this year. But yeah. So that's. I think the, the voters might stay away from that because because like apparently you're the only one who doesn't think Anthony yeah, Edwards is gonna be great and they're all anticipating it, but. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I have so I'm like a toss up between these two players, either Cam Thomas with the Brooklyn Nets, really, or Jalen Brunson with the New York Knicks. Okay, so Cam Thomas, you guys may have heard of, may have not. He was a rookie last year. He played in the G League a lot, but from his summer league highlights and from last year's highlights, he's looking like to be a really good shooter, a really good, talented offensive player who can come off the bench and kind of play the Colin Sexton role, Tyler Hero role, who he can just light it, light it up offensively and. Yeah, so I think him playing going from G League to maybe 15 points a game this season with Brooklyn could be very yeah. um, could be good to get him the the most improved. And with Jalen Brunson, we only really started talking about him in the playoffs where he kind of cooked the the Jazz defense by himself. So on the Mavericks, yeah, right? Yeah, on the Mavericks exactly. So now that he's with the Knicks, now that he's kind of like the number one option next to R.J. Barrett and, and Julius, Julius Randle. He can, if he can average maybe more than 20 points a game from his like 16 points a game, and people are actually going to start noticing now because he's playing in the Mecca in New York, mm-hmm. he could have a chance to win most improved. And if he takes the Knicks to the playoffs, that'll even yeah. further his resume to win that most improved award. Yeah, we'll see for sure. And so then, now we got Depoy. Depoy. This one uh, might be a stretch because I don't know. I would love, <laughs> I would love to see it. Not a guard, not a center. Hmm. Forward, I have the claw. Oh, comeback claw! Comeback claw! I think there was this viral video going around of him just walking in a room 
But like he's noticeably like put on a lot of weight. Yeah. So we'll see how he uses that size, like strength. They were calling him like bully ball Kawhi. So we'll see. Yeah. Um, we'll see if he's lot. He, like I'm, sh- I'm anticipating at the beginning of the season he won't, you know, be like top five of the league like a lot of people think he is, just because, mm-hmm. you know, taking a year and a half off from yeah. injuries is a long time. So it might yeah. take a little bit to get a step back, but the league has been Kawhi-less for the past year and a half and. I think they might have been missing what he brought to the table. So yeah. I think he'll win defensive player of the year. Yeah. I, yeah. The thing is like defensive player is such a weird thing. Cause it's like, it's always given to like somebody like, it's like, you never like talk here. talks about it. Like during the season, you only, yeah. you only hear it about the, in the end of the season. Yeah. Yeah. And, actually that's true. And like, I think, I think I, no disrespect to Marty smart, but I think that's kind of why he won it. Cause like he was a lot, he was locking, they were locking up the Brooklyn Nets and that's when the, kind of the post came out yeah. and they saw Marcus Smart oh Marcus Smart locking up the Brooklyn Nets yeah. and then he got the vote sent so kind of recency bias but I don't know we'll have to see it's kind of hard for me because DPY could be so, could be like anybody yeah so like who thought that it was going to be Marcus Smart going into the yeah last I, I didn't at least so yeah. but I'm going to go with a player that I think should have been he should have been at least he probably was top three but he should have gotten more respect I'm going to go with Bam Adebayo from the Miami Whoa. Heat whoa so he, uh, I can't express how much, how versatile Bam is as a defender. He can guard three through five at an elite level, and he can stick with point guards and guards who are quick guards. He can he's an elite rim protector. Uh, yeah. yeah, I think he just doesn't get the respect he deserves, and I think this year he's gonna he's gonna prove it. Take that jump. Yeah, yeah. Another mm. player I had was AD Anthony Davis coming off injury, but if I don't know Anthony Data Davis, <laughs> <laughs> he still laughs about that to this day. I promise I just, you. I just think it's so genius. Like I'm just laughing at the quite like comedy genius that put it. I thought it was you. It was, it was not me. I found it off the internet. I cite my sources. I don't know who the source was, but I cite, <laughs> I cite it was not me. So yeah, Data Anthony Davis. Anthony Data Davis. <laughs> but I got Bam. So yeah. So let's go to okay. let's go to MVP. I want you to go first on this one. I got the I got a pretty popular choice. I'm gonna go with Luka Doncic. No, yeah, Luka. I had Luka too. Okay, Let me I go. think Luka has been top five, maybe even top three in the league for the past you know handful of seasons. I just this this year, I feel like he will take that next jump. They lost a threat like Jalen Brunson, which is gonna require him to have the ball in his hands more. More often, Which, yeah, the, the yeah, offensive yeah. load will be more on him, as if it wasn't already. Yeah, they but did get Christian Wood though, which could be. They, I actually did forget about that. Yeah, um, I really think though that this year will be Luca's year to take okay. that step because yeah, voter fatigue is a thing. I don't see Nikola Jokic winning three in a so, row. So just for the sake of contradiction, I'm gonna change my vote from Luka Doncic to Trey Young. <gasps> Trey Young. Uh oh. Trey Young. Trey Young. Okay, continue. Uh, he can create offense. He averages if he averages a double digit assist, maybe twelve assists a game, averages thirty points a game, that's like MVP. But he's always missed the wins and like the defensive stats, I guess. So I think mm-hmm. with DeJounte Murray, with John Collins, with that roster they got in Atlanta, I think they can put they can put the winning and the stats together for Trey Young to win MVP. I can think of like five people that are just gonna be better than Trey Young this year. Name. I'm Name. not I'm not I'm not a big Trey Young guy. Name him? Yeah, like, I mean Giannis. So Katie, I know. Okay, LeBron. so I th- I can name of like seven people that are going to finish above him in MVP. Honestly, seven. Yeah, Luca, Giannis, Nikola Jokic, um, Joel Embiid, LeBron James. 
<laughs> honestly, honestly, I, I, I can see it. Honestly, um, uh, St- oh Steph Curry, Jason Tatum. Hey, I okay. I picked Luca. I'm just trying to change it for the sake of. Uh, yeah, but your sake of argument was dumb. You picked the, you picked Trey Young. What's wrong with Trey? He Young? looks like a mushroom from Mario. <laughs> okay, I okay. I I'm picking Trey Young just as a backup. I, uh, I, my primary is Luca. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. So. You could have picked like Steph Curry as a backup. I don't think the thing is like the, with the Warriors roster. I don't think Steph Curry need, need to play like 30 minutes a game. He can probably like play 20, 20 Well, yeah, maybe like exactly 30 minutes a game or less, just because they have such a stacked roster now with all the young players developing. So, actually, oh dang, I should have. What? For for most improved, I should probably should have picked Jonathan Kuminga. I'm, I'm I've actually heard I actually heard that. I'm I'm a huge fan of Jonathan Kuminga. I think he's gonna be like he says Andrew Wiggins level athleticism. He's maybe Draymond Green, not Draymond Green, but like you know like a super Ka- Kawhi Leonard potential Hall of Fame defensive potential. Really. And like what position is he listed at? He's a forward, forward yeah. that cat, that type of combo forward type of dude. So Jonathan Kuminga, I think he's gonna be really good this year. Yeah, I. Where was he this season? He would no. He played. He played against the Nuggets. He played. He's a rookie this season. So yeah, he he wasn't like a standout rookie because he didn't get a lot of minutes in the playoffs. No, which is when people pre- usually notice him. But he didn't get a lot of minutes in the playoffs. But and he was just probably, a, probably because that uh, that Warriors team is kind of stacked. Yeah, they got top to bottom now. They they're just. That's gonna be. Imagine a lineup of just like three elite defenders: Jamon, Andrew Riggins, and uh, Clay Thompson. Clay Thompson and Jonathan Mingo just around Steph Curry. That would like that's just. Crazy. And then having the scoring output of um, Jordan Poole. Yeah, you off got the Jordan bench. Poole off the bench. Jordan Poole and Kuminga. That pick and roll is gonna be crazy. So, shout out to Pick and Roll Podcast though, for real. Hey, yeah, but he, just, like toss us a follow. Yeah, Jordan, Jordan, and uh, speaking of following, let's. Uh, nice hey that was that was clean i I I thought that was clean um so jordan jonathan if you're out there um, jordan jonathan jordan what jordan pool and jonathan kuminga oh okay if you're out there and and want to like listen to us because like if you're going to do the pick and roll i feel like you have to there's other pick and roll podcasts but this is completely unbiased but we're the best (laughs) anyways i'll put that behind me um if you want to go to instagram you can toss us a follow just put the pick and roll podcast underscore. underscore. Yeah, no spaces. No spaces. Check us out on Apple Podcasts, YouTube, Spotify, at the PNR Pod. No spaces. No spaces. The PNR Pod. Or you can look up one of our names and you should be able to find it. Mm. So, Jonathan Fridline, J4014 on Instagram. <laughs> All right, that's a wrap.